Welcome to episode one of Underrepresented Representatives with your host, me, Naja Imani <laughs> Muhammad, the queen oh, here she go. of self-love, <laughs> not to be confused with narcissism, the person that everyone goes to with their problems but never likes to share their own. I am here. I am with you. I am strong. And your other host is David Quill, otherwise known as Box. <laughs> what? Short man. Wow. <laughs> we put that on there already. Big confidence level. <laughs> big, so happy big to heart, have you big here. Heart, big heart. Big heart. Big heart. Big heart. Big heart. Um, we're here. We're happy. We got Box and Naj, the Naj Mahal, the Najster, the Nicer. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, know, I the great Bambino. <laughs> you were hyping yourself up so much. I love and it. we have Dave. What's up? <laughs> That's it. What's we have up? Dave. That's messed up. The founder of Morals Over Money. Talk to me about that. Virtue? It starts off with virtue. Okay. What's virtue? So that was actually me and Ed that started that. That was pretty dope. Just because, like, you know, you see everything that comes out, and there's really, like, no positive messages. It's always about something, like, more negative. Mm-hmm. So we thought of Morals Over Money. That's the imprint. Virtue. Then the virtue brand is what has the clothing. More than anything. So it's pretty dope. But why are you talking about that already? Damn. I mean, I had to make an introduction. And, and that's something that's something you're doing that I think is really cool. But also brings me to our sponsors. Today's episode <laughs> is sponsored by Virtue. <laughs> yes. Do you have morals or do you have money? Be sure to have morals over money. Keep your virtue intact. Today's episode is also sponsored by my washer and dryer machine. <laughs> One of the reasons we choose to pay this much money in bed Brooklyn. And finally, today's podcast is sponsored by this broken couch that <laughs> yeah. Dave is sitting on. The couch is so busted. If anyone has a couch they'd like to sell us for free, we would <laughs> gladly take it. <laughs> All right, so as mentioned before, this is called Underrepresented Representatives. Box, tell us about what this means. Um, Mainly it's a, you know, a podcast, getting our truths out, uh, your background, black Muslim woman, strong black woman. Uh, <laughs> I don't need no man. <laughs> Want to make sure people... Like yourself, have a voice, and then myself, I'm biracial, black, white, Italian, Irish. My dad, I don't know, you know, we don't know exactly where in Africa we're from, but we'll figure it out one day. Listen, that slave trade is real. <laughs> we'll figure it's it out. so real. We'll figure it out one day. My mom actually did that ancestry, what was it, 23? 23 and me? Yeah, and, um, <laughs> nah, that shit is <laughs> fucked up. So they sent her over, and she was am, so she was Italian, Irish, and Greek. She had a little Asian, 2% black in her, so she was definitely feeling it. But then they sent her a recorrection. <laughs> and now she's 17% French. <laughs> Not Greek at all. So I can't Sorry trust about that, that shit at all. Sorry about that. There's no <laughs> shot. You can trust something like that if they do that. That's not cool at all. <laughs> awesome. So, yeah, we're here. Thank you. I just had to put my tea down. Didn't want to sip my tea too early in this episode. <laughs> um, as Dave mentioned, we're here to talk about ourselves and uh, why we feel underrepresented. Not ourselves, like people that are like us. People that are like us yeah. who might feel like they're underrepresented. Not to be confused with unrepresented, right? Yeah. There's definitely some representation, but That's as you point. mentioned for me, right? Um, I'm African-American. I'm a, I'm a Muslim. I'm a woman and there's so much more to me than those three things. But it's like, I don't know too many people other than my mom, who is the ultimate G that I can look, G'd up. you know, she, G'd up, G'd up. <laughs> she's, she's the person I can look up to and someone that I feel can help to represent me. Mm-hmm. But as a kid growing up, when I turned on TV, like I was about to ask there you was that. nobody, there's nobody, who, who? there's but nobody who I looked you? at that who I was like, you, who I look up to you. When I looked at, you know, when we wrote letters to Congress, there was nobody I was like, I can identify with. There was women, hmm. not many, but there's women. There was black people, not many. I could probably count on one finger how many Muslim people who were in charge at large and in charge that I could look up to. So I always thought, you know what? Like, I need to do this for people like me <laughs> when I'm older. yeah. Like I, I'm like, I'm going to have a TV show so that little girls like me mm. have someone to look up to. But honestly, the person who needs a TV show is my mom. Like she can inspire her anybody. Her. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'll have choice. her on. You're right, you're right. Let leaders me take that thunder for myself. Yo, yo, why did I get the invite to the Leaders by Choice? <laughs> you weren't Leaders by Choice? <laughs> ah, 
my grades was too low. You're wild. So you can't be a leader. <laughs> I need an 80. I need an 80 in seven. Nah, Mrs. I forget the names. They were crazy. Bad teachers. Dowdy or something. Mr. Brown. All right, all right. This yeah. is not actual day. Yeah, I'm out here. Let's try. Yo, wherever <laughs> maybe you Maybe episode three. Maybe episode three. <laughs> wherever you at. All right, so we started this podcast because the culture that we live in, there's so many people that are represented. People like ourselves mm. aren't. Right. And we need to figure out how to piece it all together. So uh, this is our story. Yeah. Sounds like the real world. Yeah. <laughs> Seven strangers. Um, strangers. So I feel like we talked about this, right, Dave? We said that people who are given a voice don't always look like us. Mm-hmm. And um, I feel like we had no other choice than to, to speak up speak and speak on. out. So, shoot, if you're not chosen to be the shot callers, then choose yourself. <laughs> Why do you choose yourself, Dave? Um, You always got to bet on yourself more than anything. I think that's loss. Like, I was watching the news last night, and everything was negative. There was a fire. They were talking about the MDC Brooklyn, which you could get to later. And it was just, like, everything about a kid that got kidnapped. And then you really, like, think about that and how people... If you're only thinking about negative and that's the only thing that's generating money for those news channels, how is someone ever going to be able to think of themselves in a positive light if everything that's always projected at them negative? Yeah. So, like, I love watching Instagram where it's like Diddy's on there. And, like, the dude's been through so much in 2018, but he's like, yo, I love me. I love me some me. Like, that's why my favorite athletes, besides, like, Barry Sanders, like, Chad Johnson, Terrell Owens, like, those guys inspire in a way where they show you this, like they exude this self-confidence that you should be able to have in yourself. Like it's not, some people take it afar, you know, narcissism and stuff like yeah. that. But like, it's okay to like want better for yourself. And I had a long time struggle with that, but now I'm finally in a place where I'm older and like, I understand that. Like, no, I can love me. I can Absolutely. do that. You know what I mean? I mean, it's okay. And not only is it okay, it should be promoted. Right. right? But where do you get that from? If you're, if you are in a culture where you're five years old and you're constantly getting criticism, like some some school systems, and I won't name names, mm-hmm. but where you're constantly getting criticism and being told that your work is not enough, you are not ener- enough, and being told like, oh no no, don't take up space, then how are you going to, how are you going to live a life where you put yourself first? That's tough. And how are you going to exude a confidence that would allow for other people to tell you that you matter? Right. Yeah. What you're saying reminds me of so the other day. I was with a theater group. It was seventh graders. And um, in honor of Black History Month, you know, we're doing a little performance and we're going to write some of our own poetry. Um, and so I shared with them a poem that I wrote. Mm-hmm. I said, I was sitting on the train and sometimes I'm inspired by people I see, right? I like the people watch. And I sh- shared with them a poem I wrote called Little Black Boy. And Kendrick. <laughs> or, you know, nah, Kendrick Lamar stole my swag, stole my swag. Go ahead. He, he has a song called Little Black Boy? Nah, he just, he says it in one of the songs, like, Little Black Boy. Put that on the playlist at the end of this episode. Yeah, it's all right, though. It's Kendrick. He could do that. So, I mean, I'll, I'll share with you. For sure. The moment, yeah. if you want. Get in a that second. off. Get that off. Get I that off. All right, let me, let me Yo, share. Get that off. Let me share. Let me share. Quick and I'll 16. tell you what moved me. What'd you say? Eight bars. Eight bars. <laughs> Light. <laughs> Something like, all right, so this is maybe a couple years ago, uh-huh. right? A couple years ago. A couple years ago. I, I Literally, I have the note on my, my um iPad. That's dope. And it says January 28th, 2016. So honestly, almost almost three years ago to the day, hey. sitting on the subway. And there was a boy who, he just made me feel so overwhelmed. Like I got a little bit emotional just the way he was looking and and like bowing his head and lowering his gaze as if he just didn't matter. Uh, and so I just, and uh, that did I talk right, to him? Though. No, it made me write. Uh, he could have had a bad day at school, who knows, but I've seen other people like this. So I wrote this poem and I didn't share it for a long time because it wasn't for anyone. Uh, for yourself. But it was for me. And then I started sharing it with students last year because I realized it was also for them. And I shared it with a student and a group of students the other day. So I shared this. And this mm, is the poem. Little black boy. Don't you bow your head in shame. Don't you tiptoe by in a cowardice attempt not to take up space. Who told you that you were not worth the air that you breathe? Who told you not to smile and laugh and yell in excitement for the blessings of your life? I see you huddled in a corner, lowering your gaze, trying to remain unnoticed. It will not work. I notice you. I see what you do not see. You see rags and I see riches. You see a pawn in this game of life defending a board of royal whiteness. I see a black knight, a black king, a crown befitting you in all your glory. Little black boy, you belong here. Don't you dare forget that. 
Hey, it's a little black boy. You belong here. Don't you dare forget that. Right? Mm. That's how it ends. And I read that with my um my students. Mm. How'd they respond? And they were kind of just, and it was a, a, a nice mixed group. I have like six girls who are from Yemen, kind of an exchange program. I've got um, a couple students who are Dominican, Puerto Rican, a couple students who are Black Shout American, Haitian, like a big mix. Um, one kid who's Puerto Rican and Italian, and they're always like, white boy, white boy. He's like, yo. <laughs> yo. He's like, nah. And I'm like, but why? Why can't like, you be? Why can't he be? Yeah. Like, anyway, that's a whole nother story. So read that poem, and I said, all right, so said, what, what does that mean? What do you guys think when you hear that? And I wasn't looking for accolades. I didn't mm-hmm. read it to look for accolades. No, you wanted responses. I wanted a response. And also I was asking them to write their own things. And I believe that in order to lead the way with, with kids, you have to be willing to do it yeah. yourself too. Right? You can't, you ask can't just to ask them to do something you're not willing to do. Yeah. It's not fair. And it's hard to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Whether you're 5, 15, 25, or 60. Yeah. It is hard to be vulnerable. Right. Um, so I read the poem and this kid... This kid raised his hand, said, Miss Naja, and he's like always being silly, having fun. He's very respectful and intuitive, very bright. I've just never seen him like drop in this much. He said, to me, I know exactly how the little black boy in your poem feels. Ooh. And he said, he's trying not to take up space. And, and when I've shared this poem before, it's usually like, wow, wow, that must have been so interesting to see that. And like, I don't know why he feels that way, but this is the first time someone has ever kind of played devil's advocate. Mm-hmm. And so the student was like, I know how he feels. He's trying not to take up space. And it's because that's what he's told not to do. And he's like, but it's not always a bad thing. He's like, sometimes we're told by parents and uncles and family members that we have to be respectful and that, you know, it's not our place to make people feel uncomfortable and all this stuff. And then I heard him and I just let him talk. How old is he? He's in seventh grade, so he's probably, <laughs> I think he said he was 12, 12 or 13. Yeah, it's but too insightful. So insightful. And he, he kept talking. He's an old head for real. Yeah. He kept talking. He was like, you know, we're not supposed to take up space. He's like, but on the one hand, when I've, I've heard that from people, like family members, and I think they're trying to protect me and I understand it and they want me to be respectful. And he's like, but on the other hand, I feel like someone's telling me I'm not worth it. Mm. He's like, and who are they to say that? He's like, just because I, I want to have a seat or, or speak with my friends and speak loudly doesn't mean that I'm going to like hurt somebody. And he just like, it was like watching oh, him have this off. awakening. He went off. When I tell you no one else responded. Yeah. And it was like, they, they felt it. And, yeah. then, and then these kids wrote poems. Yeah. But he was like, I get how that little kid felt in your poem. And he's like, I get how you felt too, because you wanted to to like protect him and he kind of was like, Miss Naja, it wasn't your place to protect him, but also like, I want I want other people like me to feel like that they they do matter because mm. when someone tells me I'm not allowed to be X Y Z, it makes me feel like I'm not worth it. Mm. And why should someone make me feel that way? And I was like, I started tearing up. I'm such a, a like <laughs> I act like I'm a G, yeah. but I'm so soft. Nah, that's dope. Yo, that's crazy. That's that's dope. That, what's the kid's name? Yo, I'm so infatuated. I'm I like, mean, what? his name is Tristan. <laughs> yeah. He's, and, he's, and he's really cool. That's crazy. And it was just, I don't know. It, it made me think about, it made me actually think about what we're doing here, right? Yeah. Like, Nine, yeah. Underrepresented doesn't always mean, oh, in the media, I don't see people. Because Tristan, he might see people who look like him. I mean, he probably sees people who look like him, but he feels like he's even underrepresented by his family members because who are they to tell him not to take up space? And we're all told things like that. I mean, mm. you you know, you talked about me and you talked about how, all right, I'm, I'm African-American, I'm black, right? I'm Muslim, I'm a woman. Mm. And those are three different things where, you know, people will say like, okay, maybe don't speak unless you're spoken to or make sure you're not causing too much attention to yourself. And then I'm also the exact opposite, <laughs> right? Like as a Muslim woman, I'm supposed to be modest and I am modest. I know in the beginning of this episode, I started talking about like, oh yeah, I'm the great Bambino. No, but you that's, know? that's how you do though. I, that's you. I'm modest. I cover my, I cover myself. I dress modestly, whatever. But at the same time, I am that person who I'll get on stage. Mm. I'll talk to strangers. And it's kind of like, People get slapped in the face. I remember in high school, a couple of my friends were like, we ain't never met a Muslim girl like you. Mm. Or no, no, no. They, yeah, they were like, we ain't never met a, a, a Muslim like you before. And I was just like, like well, you got to get out a little yeah, bit more. Like, like what does that even, mean? That even makes sense. Yes. And they didn't mean it in a bad yeah. way, but. That makes sense. I don't know. How do you feel about that? Like, what? how do you feel about how Tristan <laughs> well, felt? Man, I can't even speak on that. That's That was some heavy stuff right there. 
that's crazy that he feels like that and he's in seventh grade. I think a lot of people feel like that regardless of what color you are. Like, it doesn't even really matter. Yeah. Even if it was, like, little white boy or, like, blue boy, green boy. Red boy. Anything. One fish, um, two fish. That's, the, that's like, the biggest thing, I think. There's a lot of people out there with voices that are, like, portraying the wrong images of everyone. Like, not every Trump supporter is a racist. Yeah. But the one quote that I did see was, like, every racist is a Trump supporter, which is crazy. Damn. <laughs> that was crazy. Damn. It was, like, not every person that votes for Trump is a Trump supporter. I mean, not every person that voted for Trump is racist, but every racist is a Trump supporter. I think it was Killer Mike. That that stuck with me. And that's what that's what I kind of, I really like about this podcast is we, like I'm white too. Yeah. Like people, they talk about white people. I get offended too. Like I don't, people don't know that. I'm not going to sit there and be like, Oh, that's messed up. Like, no, nah, I'm I'm white, but, but I'm black but too. as you should, as you should, yeah. because it all comes down to generalizations. Mm-hmm. Like, why why are we making assumptions about anything? You know what I mean? I agree. Like, even when it comes to, and we can break this down even more, but like, people are underrepresented because of the assumptions that are made about everything from gender to race <laughs> to sexuality. And I know, yeah, gender's a big <laughs> one. Crazy. But like, why look at someone and assume their gender? And I know it's something that's not normalized yet. To me, you tell me you tell me your pronouns are they them. You are they them. Yeah. It is not up to me to say yeah, but you look like this. But that's the my bad. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, go but for that's it. like the that's the system that we live in. There has to be structure. I forget what I was watching the other day, and they were talking about it. Might have been like some some like YouTube video talking about college, like the valedictorians, mm-hmm. the ones that get like the four and whatever else. There, I've never even seen that <laughs> like in my own <laughs> shit. <laughs> but, you, you, you graduated yeah. cum laude or no, no, no laude? No, nothing. <laughs> Dang, college, they were like, everyone was like, summa cum laude, yeah. magna cum laude. Yeah, and then like, it was I'm, like, Najah Muhammad. I'm, I'm here, <laughs> I'm here. But they were, but to go back to what I was saying, the systematic, like not even school teaches you how to follow the rules. Yeah. That's what the whole basis of the video was. It's like they teach you to follow the rules and people that were valedictorians of their class or like top 10, they end up becoming the best support workers. And the people that have the hardest backgrounds or like had to go through shit just to get to where they're at, they're the ones that are CEOs. They're the ones that are like top 1% of the world. And some of them lie, you know, and say they're self-made. There's some people out there that really were not the top that are really going through it. And they're able to go through it because they're more willing to take those risks because they know what it's like to be broke or to not have. And so those people, just statistically speaking, you can Google this, like majority of them are the ones that are on the top. And that's because of the system that's put in place for school. Yeah. Which is tough. Yeah. Well, it is tough. And I mean, the thing is, children, adults too, but... I think that people do need structure or foundation. Yeah, I know. You try to get me to do this outline like nine times on Listen, the podcast. But like foundation, <laughs> foundation. You're off the hip, just because, talk about which it. Which is true. But imagine you had nothing. Like people will be running around acting wild. But I think what the point of it, like the, my point would be have a foundation, but be flexible. Yeah, nah, yeah. But that's like, that's hard to tell someone that's linear focus to be flexible. It is, which, like, is, nah. which is why people can't. Which is why someone comes home from college break, someone who feels that they've been living a lie their entire life mm. and is named Cindy and goes to college and realize, re- finally realizes, no, I'm not Cindy, I'm Sam. Yeah. And I have been Sam my whole life. And their family is like, but no. Mm. But what? what? But you have a vagina. And they're like, no, but I've been living this lie because people are so stuck in their ways. Man. Like you can't even, it's, it's so sad to me that People are like, well, this is the way it's always been, so it's going to be that way. Yeah, it's tough. It's like we have people in our lives, our family members who were used to segregation. That's, Imagine they yo, were told, that's, you wouldn't be here. That's crazy. You wouldn't be here if your that's parents didn't. That's crazy. Yeah, that's mean. what I'm saying. Like People that think that way, like 
2050 is coming, 2050 is coming, where everyone's just going to be one color, then what is everyone going to say? But you got to remember, people are scared. I mean, people fear what they do not know. Yeah, like you just don't know because you see what happened the first time around. Yeah. And now the second time around, they think it could potentially happen to them. And that's not like people, uh, minorities are the most forgiving people. It's crazy. Yeah. They are. Like every interaction. I was in an Uber the other day, actually, and this dude was playing um, some Indian music. And it was just me. And I was chilling. And he was blasting it. So I'm like bopping to it a little bit. And he's Muslim, dude, of course. And he's chilling. And he's of like, course. Yo, he's yo, chilling. Okay, so Muslims nah, only ride Uber. Yo, that's my nah, man. You, you go, know go, I go, know go. my people. So <laughs> he's playing his music and he's like, he turns it down and turns on some bullshit. It was like 103.7, like on some like pop shit. And I'm like, yo, bro, you didn't have to turn your shit off. He's like, what? I was like, you didn't have to turn it off, bro. Yeah. He's like, nah, you know, I thought you wanted to listen to something. I was like, nah, this is your car. Like, I'm a guest in your car. Like, you play that. Like, I'll just sit back. Because he's used to... He's used to people telling him, like, yo, you're, what you stand for isn't what I stand for, so I need to turn that music off. Yeah. And he was like, he thanked me. He said that was the first time anyone has ever told me to keep my music on. Yeah. And I was like, damn, nah, like, turn it up then. Like, let's get this back on. He wouldn't turn it back on. I don't know if he was embarrassed, but I was being so serious. And it would have been amazing to have that on. But that kind of goes to your point. It's just how people want people to live just because it's not based on what they really think. Yes, and I think that I think that because we're used to these bias, like this bias, yeah. a lot of times you... I know here I'm about to say, I'll use my phrase, but you lean into it and you're like, <laughs> I was waiting you, you know, you lean into it because <laughs> growing up, right? All right. I'm a, I'm an extrovert. Listen, I'm extrovert, tried and true, right? Let's go. Let's lean in. And I felt that people always expected me to be extrovert. And then I realized I'm an introverted extrovert. Yeah, and anyone will say something like, nah. How do I recharge by myself? Yeah. If I'm not trying to be around people, I'm not around people. Yeah. Put me in a group of people, whatever. I'll, I'll navigate it and I'll handle it. And I actually do enjoy it. Mm-hmm. But I enjoy my alone time as well. So there's different parts. I remember being in high school and being like, oh, like not wanting to get in front of a whole group and like make a speech, but doing it because it was expected of me. Mm-hmm. Or even like, and kid, teachers loved me. But at the same time, you know, my mom would always joke and be like, class clown, class clown. At the same time, like, I was that leader, but, like, I could either be a leader for good or for bad, right? <laughs> you know, you always get that. Over the teacher's dark like, mm, how are you going to be <laughs> perceived this year? And so there will be times in, like, middle school, high school where something was happening in class and the teacher assumed it was because of me. Mm. Which yeah, that happened to me would bother me. It happened to you, right? <laughs> and then you kind of just, time. you realize, you know what, I'll just, I'll just create this I'll just eat that I'll lean yeah I'll eat that I'll lean into this persona perpetuate it if you will because people expect it Mm -hmm. you know even to this day and now that we're older a little bit more mature and also I've probably shared with my friends like I don't need to always I'm not here to amuse you I'm not here to be the life of the party if I am the life of the party great let's have a great Mm -hmm. time sometimes I want to sit and have a conversation with friends and I don't need you to be like Nasha what's wrong you're not on the dance floor like I'm on the that's dance floor. That's what that's what uh, Shiggy the Shiggy show dude is going through. Everyone keeps telling him to dance. Yeah, and he's like, I don't want to dance. I want to dance. You don't want to dance. Like that's. But you know what? Make oh my god, that makes me think of my Britain. I'm my bad. I'm all over the place. But mm-hmm. like, structure in your life. But it's like when I see like people walking around like Union Square and like asking for money, or the people performing on the subway during the track. Yeah, like I feel like that's what people expect of us like you entertain us yeah you know what i mean like no you're funny so tell a joke and it's like nah i'm like what do you mean i'm funny huh <laughs> like what i'm do you a clown yeah, i'm here to amuse you yo, had, i quote joe pesci from goodfellas yo, all the time i've had conversations you can ask your brother i've had conversations with people where i'm i'm sure i'm not a tall dude but like he does this a lot like where he says something serious and the person thinks you're joking. And I do that a lot as well. That's why yeah, me and him were so here. tight. It's like, I'm like cutting them as raw as possible, but they laugh. So I just laugh for them, but, like, but I'm serious. I'm dead serious. The most <laughs> they, serious things are said in jest. they just like, don't know. They just don't. And I'm like, oh, okay. They're not understanding because that's not 
what they expected of me. But yeah, try they expect again. you to always be joking. Yeah, I'm like, nah, that's not that's not it. That's not it today. There's that with personality, but also people are people do not often know how to handle someone who's direct. Per, yeah, put yo, oh my god. And so not. they laugh it off. A lot of times I talk about this with my friends as well, and I don't mean to do exactly what I said not to do, make an assumption or generalization about gender. No. Um, but I'm going to do it anyway because I'm a human and yeah, I'm experiencing my own growth. I feel that because of what's expected of us as women, a lot of women think that it's not okay to be direct. They find like being direct mm. is being mean. And so oftentimes, you know, there's been studies that show you might have a, a woman executive who feels the need to add smiley faces or exclamation points to her emails and things like that <laughs> instead of just being, you know, direct. Yeah. And so I've been trying to like lean into being direct into my own personal <laughs> life. Listen, lean in is a great phrase. Yo, no, I'm not even laughing at that because I don't know how you know that. Like, how are you talking about this right now? Because I literally had a conversation with someone the other day really? about this. It's like, but it's not only women. Like, you ever hear of Slack? It's yeah, like a yeah. messaging app? Absolutely. Yo, anytime I talk to a female in Slack for work, I write ha. Because I never want the tone of it to be taken wrong. But it's like, that's not, it's why not, can't we just be professional? I don't know. So it's because there's mad a- dudes out there that are fucking creepy. I don't know what it is. Like... I don't I know just, if it's a young people thing or just a people thing. I make thing, sure but everyone knows. Direct. Yo, you can't though. It's impossible now. Like you can, I've been, I can be direct with you. Yeah. You can we be need direct. to be able to. Being direct does not it mean It helps so much mean. more. But no, that's what people take. That's the neck goes back to what I talked about the first time. Someone that's honest, someone that's telling the truth, someone that curses. Like they're looked at as like, oh, this person's too vulgar. Too or, vulgar. You know. I saw a comedy show with Michelle Wolf, and she was like the biggest critic that she has. She's too vulgar. Yeah. Because she's a woman. But then you got every male comedian up there talking the most shit ever. And it's wrong. I think, but we need to, I mean, everything I say is going to go back to the youth because I'm, yes, I'm a theater artist, but I'm also an educator. Yeah. I, you, you mentioned LBC earlier, right? My mom's club, yeah. Leaders by Choice. Ain't even let me it's in. It's <laughs> If you're listening, mommy, uh, Dave's got a bone to pick with you. He was never a member of Leaders by Choice. Well, yeah. it's now a company and she's rebooted it and she's doing sick. things in North Carolina and I'm doing some stuff that's in Brooklyn. Dope. That's sick. It's pretty cool. That and is, I started not, at my dope. old elementary school, right? Yeah. So we had a theater <laughs> showcase the other day. Jealous. I asked. I I'm going to no let you get involved shirt. with me. I ain't get no purple shirt. Nothing. Yo. Chill. <laughs> but all right. One of my fourth graders, I, I asked them, I said, I want you to write a statement, a leader statement. Mm-hmm. What does being a leader mean to you? And one of my fourth graders, Rahani, said, I think being a leader means being direct and responsible. And that is very important to me because as a singer slash actor, you have to listen to every single thing that is happening. Love, Rahani, fourth grade. She's in fourth grade. And yes, we've had these conversations. And she's the only one who maybe really remembered. But we had a conversation about being direct or indirect. Because mm-hmm. as an actor, even with your movement, you can be direct or indirect. So I always relate things we do in acting to life. And I said, is being direct bad or mean? And they said, no. I said, is being indirect bad? And at first, everyone was like, no. Yes, actually, you know, you don't want to be indirect because people might not know what you're trying to say. And they, they got it as third and fourth graders. But then a couple of kids were like, wait, but no. You can be direct without being mean. And there are some times when you need to be indirect. And we literally said, I put a scenario and I said, you have a friend who maybe is gaining weight. I don't know why I choose such like <laughs> Yo, realistic scenarios for like <laughs> third and fourth real, graders. It's too real. That, but, I said, hey. what do you do? What do you do? Like, and how do you help your friend who's complaining to you? Oh, I'm getting bigger. I don't know what to do. But then you notice they're not working out. They're eating like junk food all the time all this stuff. And they said, I said, what about if I said this, is this direct or indirect? Well, stop eating all the time and maybe go to the gym and you won't look like that. And they were like, Miss Muhammad, that was so mean. And I was like, was it direct or indirect? They said it was mean and direct. Mm. And then we just did scenarios of how you could be direct and nice. And they also said, I had a fourth grader be like, well, you could be indirect and also get your point across and say something like, all right, well, how about we do this together? Like, why don't we just start, like, maybe you need an accountability partner. They didn't say the word accountability. They said maybe they need a workout buddy. I remember my brother, Salim, I was like, you know what I'm saying? I always had a little extra (laughs) and I was younger and I remember losing 12 pounds, right? My mom was always trying to help me do stuff. And all it took was my brother, like, going with me for walks. That's all. And it was very indirect, right? And I think there's a place for that. I also think that there's a place to be direct and it doesn't have to be mean. Like, mm. 
You can be direct in an email. We are too you sensitive. Nah, you we are too nah, sensitive as a society. You, you can't, can't agree. I so can't agree. To me, if someone's writing hot on an email, I'm thinking you're it's unprofessional. It's not an email. It's not an email. It's Slack. It's okay. a messaging app. It, you, they write. They have giffies in there. True. You can put any giffy. They got some very <laughs> wild ass giffies too. People be putting Elmo on fire. They use here. the word giffy. Like what is it called? Actually, I guess that is the brand. Is it? Yeah, you're right. You're right. It's Giffy. Get the fuck out! I know my shit. Nah, I can't. It sounds like. Let's have a word from our our boy Connor. Connor, is it Giffy or Jiffy? Uh, There's no Y on it. It's just Giff. That's what I'm saying. Nah, so it's technically Jiff, but no one calls. Everyone calls it Giff. So Giffy, oh, the guy who coined it or whatever, he says it's Jiff, but that just sounds like peanut butter. But I'm thinking. Giff sounds like a gift. Nah, hold up. Giffy's like this. Company that that does gifts exactly. Yeah, Same, Giffy the is the company. Yeah, yeah. yeah, don't be trying to play me. Not I know it's GIF, but it's not GIF. Don't say GIF. It's GIF. No, it's not. You That's catch weird. my GIF? <laughs> <laughs> but nah, to your point. Yes, yes. You can't. No, Slack is a little bit more like informal. In the email, I'm not writing ha. In the email, I'm not writing ha. You can't write ha in email. Okay, and that's what I thought you were saying. Nah, 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 nah. It's like a message, but you want to make sure that you're doing what you... Yeah, Giffy, Giffy, exactly. Why are you <laughs> trying to play me? Um, nah, being you can't be direct in email. You have to figure out words. I learned this actually working at the Yankees more than anything. It's because it was very political. Today's episode is sponsored by... No, don't say Just that. Just kidding. Take we can't say that. I took it back. I took it back. I took it back. <laughs> fix it in post. Fix it in post. It was a joke. It was a joke. It was a joke. <laughs> you can just. I'm down for some that. tickets though. You can edit that one. Um, nah. And you have to be like you're dealing with some people that at the time when working there, I didn't realize like they really make shit move in the city. You know what I mean? Like when you call, people answer the phone just because they want to make a joke like, ah, oh, you need a right-handed pitcher, you need a lefty, I could throw a curveball. Yeah, when but the Yankees the conversation. call, you pick up. Exactly, but you have to figure out a way to get things done for your clients more than anything. And the people that you're working with, I can't be like, yo, I need this here. It's like posing the question like, hey, what do you think of this being here? I think, I mean, I see what you're saying. I still think that's a... I don't, I don't think that's right. Like to me, it's not right. I'm not I can't, it's right. to me, I can't stand when someone's indirect, but it's time and place. Sometimes you need to sort of, you know, you need to set the, the, the stage, yeah. set the mood, see what it's like. But, um, I remember I was trying to get something done with, uh, my apartment and one of my keys wasn't working and I was going to write something like, Hey, you know, so-and-so to the property manager, when you get a chance, do you think you could blah, blah, blah. And it's flowery and fluffy because I feel a need to, to fluff things out so I don't seem cold. And my best friend, John, got on the phone. He's like, no, say, my key is no longer working. I need to pick one up. When can I do it? Yeah. And that sounds cold. I got a message back within five seconds, literally within five seconds on email saying, Pick one up tomorrow, 6 p.m. Yeah. And that's like, there's people, you think about So different, you're saying it's more situational. Yeah. That's, I think it is but situational, that's what, that's but some people point. are just like that. And honestly. I prefer people like that, but people can't handle The more money that. you have, people like, people who are directors of whatever the case may be, directors of camps, companies, you might write a really beautiful email. And I, honestly, when you're writing a cover letter, yes, you should be succinct. You write cover letters? I mean, yeah. Yeah, I haven't written a cover letter. I'm so lazy. I just, you know what I'll do? <laughs> Dang, and he's on the job hunt. <laughs> Yo, I'll put you the, want, you're underrepresented. Represent yeah, yourself, my yeah. G. I'll put the resume twice. <laughs> Just upload the resume. Yo, you get callbacks. Yo, I'm not writing a cover letter. Why are you asking for cover letters? Cover letter doesn't need to be long, and that's my point. You can put that on the top of your fucking resume if you want. And some people do that. All right, you. <laughs> I guess that's situational as well. <laughs> I think that there's a way to be direct. Some people hate floweriness and it's just like, get to the point. Yeah. Some people are far too indirect and sometimes it depends. You're you're contacting the CEO of a company because you want to do some consulting work. Mm -hmm. Maybe be a tiny bit more flowery with your language. You're probably going to get a response. You might have a two paragraph email and your response is going to be a sentence like, yes, yes come in <laughs> Tuesday at no. five, would love to see you. Yeah. When you're in there, Go in. Represent yourself. That's why That's why the elevator pitch was created, mm. to be able to represent yourself in a direct, clear, and succinct way. Because 
There's so much. I mean, think about Instagram. Think about all these different platforms. People's attention spans are also so much shorter now, and that's mm. a whole nother conversation. Their attention spans are shorter. Most of our friends are gonna get two minutes into this podcast and be like, "That was really great," you know. <laughs> yeah, they're not listening to. The Although, whole thing. what's weird to me, a lot of people do like podcasts. <laughs> it's do. like I'm like, meanwhile, I can't listen to a full song. I only listen to like two podcasts. I that's listen it. to me. Let me stop. Let me stop. <laughs> We're um, trying to get people. I feel you though. <laughs> the reason I'm so adamant about being direct is because it's something that I'm trying to work on or lean into, mm. if you will. Yeah, like <laughs> in my long, personal life. A long-winded definition of lean in. I love it. I got you. Lean in just means you know. Isn't that the book from um, Cheryl Sandberg? I don't Sandberg? know what it, I'm writing a book called Lean it's In. Not, you can't. Someone already did it. Cheryl Sandberg is talking about men in the workplace and how they need to lean in to help women. You you literally used the word. Can you send me that book? You really didn't know. I figured that. All right. Well, but also, I'm going to make a new book and it's going to be called <laughs> Lean Into. Lean Into. <laughs> Lean into this. All right, let's reel it back in. Let's reel yeah, it back really, in. Yeah, reel that back in. Reel it back in. All right, like so we thing. talked about a lot. Yeah. And, you know, this is yeah. this is episode one. It's our self-titled pilot. debut. Shout out pilot. to the shout out. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to the shout out. <laughs> Give me your elevator pitch. <laughs> Give me your elevator pitch box. Box. Two X's. Box or two. It's, yo, just so everyone knows, it's two X. It's not a one X box. You know, it's not an Xbox One. It's, ah, it's, it's an Xbox Two. Two X's. Dang, I'm so two corny. X's. Two X's. What are you about to say? I'm nervous. I don't know what you're. No, not. I'm just gonna say uh, elevator pitch. Why do you feel underrepresented? Or why are you an underrepresented representative? I. That's a good question. On why? The spot. Well, I would say we're starting to become represented, but I like to represent for everyone. I think that's, I noticed that in my own, like, group of friends. Like, every ethnicity I'm friends with. I'm like a universal person. Yeah. But your question was what? Why do you feel underrepresented? There's no one, the only person that really speaks for me, like, my background is Obama. Like, literally, same color, same background. But all my heroes are like Obama, Jay-Z. But I can also like Warren Buffett because like my grandfather looked like him. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, so it's tough to say, like I'm represented, but there's not. It'd be better to see like one person of me. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the only thing I can really think of. It's like there's not many people. Like when I walk down the street, when I go to work, like it's all like... Asian, white, mixed in black a little bit, barely. But then there's me. I walk in and like people are constantly, the number one question I always get asked is, what's your nationality? And they don't realize that's actually rude. It's mad rude. Like we got our own culture too. Like you can't, like mulatto is the correct way to address me or biracial. It, and now, for is some mulatto people, okay? Because I know some people have told some me that people that's... Some like mulatto, but yeah. I'm, like, that's, like, that's the definition of the word. But I just go with biracial. It's easier to explain yeah. to everyone. But most people think I'm Dominican just because the way I get my hair cut. I'm out nobody here in Spanish. You, you know, shout out. I Ain't see. Nobody. Que pasa? <laughs> <laughs> Spanish girls don't be like, I'm a yeah, I love Spanish women. <laughs> but that's, like, that's really what... And it's a long elevator pitch, but... Really, <laughs> I don't know. Shark Tank. <laughs> we we went too far. But what what would you say? And why would you feel? And how do you feel underrepresented as a representative? I feel underrepresented because in my part in my particular field, entertainment, people are starting to want diversity, but just enough. Yeah. For example, in commercial. <laughs> Go ahead. In commercial, right? And I went to a you know commercial sort of um, workshop, uh-huh. and the woman loved me, and was kind of like, okay, so your headshot, would you send in a picture without the hijab? All this stuff, and she was very real, and she even said to me, she was like, your voice is great, voiceover, etc. You did a great read. You would be amazing for commercials, and we're just not ready to put a religion on things. She mentioned that, and, and it's not her because she worked for companies. She mentioned, I mean, honestly. I was going to just censor myself. That's another reason reason why I feel underrepresented because people who are similar to me censor themselves yeah. because people are sponsoring them. I was about to censor myself, but I'm not going to. Yeah. 
She mentioned that a couple years ago. We all know that Cheerios, there was an outcry because of a commercial that was for Cheerios. You might not remember. It was a black and white family. It was literally two years ago. And she was like, <laughs> she said, it's ridiculous. People were upset that there was a biracial family. So imagine I put you, a Muslim covered eating Cheerios. Mm. It would seem like you're trying to dictate religious choices. And I don't like that. And I could take my I could take my hijab off and be in a movie yeah. or be in a commercial. And it's like, I will still have my shining personality. Why not be able to have a little girl at home, like my niece who's six or my niece who's 10 or 12, why not have them be able to watch commercial and see someone who's like them or their family members? Mm. And I feel underrepresented because like I said before, we want diversity but just enough. Now is the time for black television, mm. but how black are you? And what kind of black are you? And mm, I don't know, Naja, you don't sound black. I'm sorry, what does black sound like? Yeah. So I feel underrepresented because my entire life I've been told that I'm like, just okay. Like this part of me is okay, but just for today, yeah. right? That's and I've ignored it. And most of the time I'm in a group of friends, just like you, I'll be in a group of friends uh, and it's like the whole rainbow. And for a while, you have people saying like, oh, I'm colorblind. I don't see color. But we're not here to, no, we're not here to to, to separate and, and say, no, we're all the same. We are not all the same. Mm. Yes, we all pump blood and we need to celebrate our differences. So That's I feel- That's the thing. Um, That's it. Yeah, I'm, I'm a representative it. because I think I was brought up by my parents to celebrate differences and that's what I do in my everyday life. And I want to bring that to people without censorship. Um, Maya Angela, one of my biggest inspirations once said that there is no greater agony than bearing an untold story inside of you. Mm. And because I'm similar to you where I laugh and smile and make people feel good, I think I have plenty of untold stories inside of me, my own and other people's, and I'm ready to just lean into them. (laughs) (laughs) That was good. That's what you did there. But no, to your point, to your point, to your point, one we won't talk about it today, but I've heard a black dude <laughs> yell. I was with my cousin, you know. Yeah. Yo, and my boy came through and he was like, yo, I'm, they called him safe black. <sighs> yo. <laughs> yo. Oh my, it, no words. Exactly. Then the other thing that people don't realize, like, yo, there is really like, they say white privilege, like there's, there's light privilege too. 100 percent there's like I can see, I can see, I see it myself, just because people are so confused with my nationality is yeah. regardless. Um, and how I present myself and making sure like sometimes I do go out my way to make sure people know, like, because I don't want the the thing that is the most awkward shit in the world is when people don't know and they say some shit they shouldn't say. And then you have to like tell them, like, damn, now I gotta correct them. Yeah. Cause you're that person put in that spot. You see what I'm saying? Like, yo, you said that N-word. I can't let you do that in front of me. I don't care where, if you do it anywhere else and I'm not around, you shouldn't say it at all. You shouldn't. But you can't tell what, I'm not someone to tell someone what to say. But if you have respect for me, this is how I would always push it. If you have respect for me in my presence, I would prefer you not to say it in front of me. And that's important because so many people, yes, the N-word and other things, they just ignore. Yeah. They either, they ignore and get angry or they ignore and it builds and, up. And it builds up. And it's like, you gotta get it we off. need to speak. Yeah. All the people who were um, surprised by our last election, our last presidential, was, because they were deleting people with different beliefs on their Facebook page. I understand it. And I'm not here to say like, yeah, because your Facebook is your personal. Maybe, maybe you delete. I wasn't surprised. Yeah. I want <laughs> to surprised. hear how people feel differently about things yeah. and have conversations. Conversations will help you to grow. Like but people are scared of conversation. They're scared like of the unknown. Right, like doing but imagine this right you now. didn't tell somebody. Imagine you didn't tell somebody, hey, I feel disrespectful when you disrespected when you use that word. They're gonna think you're boys and they can use it all the time. And then one day you're gonna slap them across the face. You're gonna be behind bars yeah. because you never spoke up about it. Mm-hmm. It's like when I went to I went to New Orleans for a bachelor party and somehow I ended up outside. I think we were at like Titty bar or something. And I was just outside chilling just because it was like getting heavy in there. It was too much. So I went outside and this dude just taps me on the shoulder. He's like, he just knew. He was like, you're not from around here. I'm like, duh. Like, come on, man. You know how I'm talking. Like, get out of here. He's like, where are you from? I'm like, from New York. He's like, oh, I'm from around here. I was like, oh, nice. What do you do? He's telling me about what he does. I don't really remember. But somehow we started talking about Trump and Hillary. And he was like, long story short, 
him and I had literally had a full conversation on it. And I was telling him like, I appreciate where you're coming from. I'm not going to tell you you were wrong. I can just tell you I don't agree with it. But for us to actually have that conversation about it, I know for a fact you're going to change your mind later on. Because you're already thinking about being open to it. Yeah. And how I understand where you're coming from. Like he goes, oh, you're not, you're not that bad. I'm like, that's your mindset. Because you don't know any better. Like when people don't know any better, you can't get mad at someone that doesn't know any better. If yeah. it's a close friend... That is saying something stupid, they should know better. Because they should have taken the time to understand you as a friend and asked enough questions where you guys are that close. And that's why it's important to be direct. <clears throat> but you can't... I'm the biggest advocate for being direct. I don't want you to think I'm not. I'm the biggest... But there's... What I've learned, especially in my dealings with women, like you can't just be direct. You know you can. Yes, you can. Because at the end of the day, if you're thinking about emotions, if you're saying because you don't want to hurt a feeling, they once would, again, I don't want to make, make a generalization, but if you are making the generalization, you're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna read into it no matter. Regardless. Yeah. So, <laughs> so <laughs> like literally yeah. you could say, I will be home at five. <laughs> oh I'm God. going and getting a drink after work with my friends. Make your own dinner plans. That sounds to me direct. They're going to read into it. Or you might say, hey, you know, I'm going to be home a little bit later. Um, you know, what would got you some rather want? No, what would you rather want? I would rather you be so direct so that my mind doesn't have that space to wonder or wander. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. But I'm saying you got to anyway, be conscious. We're talking about a lot. We're talking about a yeah. lot. We need to take a little break. All right. <laughs> And now a word from our sponsors. Virtue, a global brand with ambitions of culturally inspiring through righteous action. The Virtue brand, clothing, art, chemistry, love. Remember, morals over money. All day. F-O-B. <laughs> what is F-O-B? I don't know. I don't know what I said. And now a word from our sponsors. <laughs> Naja knows. <laughs> That's it. That's, That's it. it. At Naja knows. At Naja knows. Hashtag Naja knows. Oh, yeah. All right. So here's time for a fun little segment. Yeah. What's that one? All right. This is called No Time to Think. <laughs> <laughs> this is called No Time to Think. So this might change up, but you literally have no time to think. Yeah, we yeah. might be recognizing bias. I don't really know, but Box. What comes to mind when you hear the first right. of these? I'm nervous. All right. No time to think. We're not perfect. What comes to mind when you hear the first thing I say? Just say, speak. All right. Okay. What comes to mind? No time to think. <clears throat> Taxi driver. Yellow. Chinese food. <laughs> Asians. <laughs> Rich. Poor, actually. Government. Corrupt. Rap music. Culture. Women. Love. Soul food. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I can think of. Your job. I'm unemployed. I'm retired <laughs> from the game, bro. I'm retired. Yo, I'm retired. I'm out the game. All right, all right. All right, and now, no time to think. Uh -huh. You have to choose one. That's good. Chocolate, vanilla, or swirl? Swirl. Come on. Money, power, respect. Morals over money. All day. Twitter or Instagram? Instagram. Book smarts or street smarts? St street smarts. You could learn books. We talked about that earlier. We did. Black or white? Mm. I just think black. That's crazy. That's why I stopped. Because when you asked that, like, I'm black and white, but my first thought was just think black. Yeah, and that could that's just a color. No time to think. No time to think. Yeah, I know. My bad. Big year Jay-Z. Jay-Z. Hot or cold? <laughs> cold with blankets. <laughs> Michelle awesome. or Melania? Ooh. Yo, Melania kind of cute, but I love I'm Michelle. I'm dead. Okay, I know, there Michelle's you go. my girl. I'm saying don't front on her. Like You're people right. hate on Melania, but yo, she's a, no she's time a beautiful to think. woman. No time to I know. Thai or Chinese food? Ooh, Chinese. Gotta go Chinese. Spanish or Mexican? Spanish. That's the same thing, no? Apartment or house? House. Naja or Ali? <laughs> or <laughs> or 
For those of you who don't know, Ali is my older brother. I'm sure he'll be a guest at some point. Yeah, All right, put it on to me. Shout out to Muhammad. Put it on to me. You could. I made up some too because. So just make it up. So one is is no time to think. I'm picking something, and one is like word association. What comes to mind? Gotcha. Chocolate. You don't need the structure. Okay, go uh-huh. ahead. What? <laughs> Millennial dating. Huh? <laughs> Whack. <laughs> uh, Black History Month. Let's get it. Hey, rich. White. <laughs> <laughs> Instagram or Facebook? Instagram all day. <laughs> Book smarts or street smarts? Book smarts. Uh, I gotta be able to back uh, it up somehow. Pop music. <laughs> I was just gonna say pop music. Dang, I like it. You know, uh, thank you. Next, Drake or J Cole? J Cole. Why? Why? His words inspire me more. Nice. There you go. You thought that was about the trick question. Yeah. You were like, all oh, twenty-six year olds like Drake. I do uh, like Drake. Hold on, hold on. I got one. I got one. I think it's a good one because I know all yeah girls be talking about it. Uh, what was the name? Damn, I forgot her name. Katy Perry or Taylor Swift? Taylor Swift. Mm. She a beast or something? Yo, people be buying her album like crazy. I mess with Taylor Swift. I mess with Taylor Swift. And for a minute, I didn't. And for a minute, I was like, nah. Because I don't know why. She I, did that formation thing they said with Beyonce. And Taylor, like, I, I messed with her because she came out about her political stand this year. Oh, that's true. And I was proud of her for that. Gotcha. All right, all right. No one needs to know into my, my brain too much anymore, <laughs> shoot, because you're about to go in. I wish you asked you were my brother. What? Nah, get out of here. Nah. Stop. You gotta, you gotta All right. He probably would, exactly. All right. And so we had a great time. It was a great show. We're gonna end with with a couple shout outs yeah. to some people who are who are in the force doing their thing. Right? For Black real. History Month now. I wanna shout out my brother, Ali T. Yep. Muhammad. Word up. Talk about it. Ali, you the man. You the big homie. He got it. He got it. He's doing his thing. Yep. He's not letting anybody bring him down. He marched to beat his own drum. And uh, he's got an army marching with him. So I For love sure. that. Shout out to Who you, Who you bro. shouting out? Um, you know, shout out to shout out. Who got shout out? Shout out you, bro. Yo, we doing it. We doing First it. First podcast. I told you. Let's get it. We'll get it. We'll, we'll get, get it going. I want to shout out. Shout out to Connor, my man. Out yeah. here in these streets, coming through. Connor's a homie for real. He be yeah. holding it down. We're going to get him as a guest one day. He nah, doesn't know we it. try to, try to. Shout out real quick. I want to shout yeah. out the youngest executive producer in Hollywood history. Who's that? Um, I think it's, I don't know, know how to pronounce her name really, but Marseille Martin, 14 years old, got a movie coming out with um, like mad people, Issa Rae, yeah. um, who else? A, bu- a bunch of other people. She went to, into the studio when she was 11 years old, three years ago, and said, I want to make this movie. People were like... You're too young. And she's making it and it's hitting theaters like soon. Yeah. 14 years old, young black girl doing her thing. Someone tried to tell her no and she just went somewhere else. Yeah. And we all need to live that type of life. That's the friends. Yeah, that's dope. That's dope. Yeah. That's super dope. Shout out Taylor, Dennis, at Mix. They doing their thing. They doing their thing. Yeah. Tony E. Tony E in the place <laughs> to be. Shout out my boy Noetic. Yeah. Devon. Doing his thing too. Doing his thing too. And shout out you. No, don't try to take my Shout line. out to you. Me, Shout out to <laughs> no, you because be... you know what? You're here. Gang, gang. You live in large, gang, gang. You know what I mean? You're standing at like five foot six, but you, no, your spirit five, is... seven with boots on. Five, seven with boots on, but your spirit is six, two. And <laughs> I, I feel yeah, that. Big heart. All right, that's all we got for you guys today. We can talk all day, but <laughs> go go enjoy yourselves. Uh, happy Super Bowl. <laughs> Our three listeners. <laughs> but don't watch it. <laughs> that was good. Yay. Did we do it?